Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger. Hey, I'm Frank Mills, and thank you for joining again this week to the NSP Nutrition Show. We've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, we're going to be talking about, is it is weight training while you're fasting bad? So, yeah. uh, you know, that that's probably a continuation of conversation we've had about shows on fasting and things that you can or cannot do. So we're going to talk about that in depth. And also we've got some great fan questions this week. So looking forward to that part of the show as well. All right. So Armin, let's get started. Uh, is weight training while you're fasted bad? Now th this to me is very interesting because um, like I said, we've talked about this on other shows about fasting and the things it does to your body, but is this yeah. something that you were uh, maybe questioned about, something you saw in the media or something? Yeah, actually, I, uh, I saw an article. You know, I'm always looking for stuff to comment on. So I was uh -huh. uh, doing some research, and this Livestrong article popped up. And uh. basically, it said, how bad is it really to strength train fasted? Again, how bad is it really to strength train fasted? And so... Um, you know, I, I will say this. I, I've read multiple Livestrong articles, and um, I'm just not impressed, unfortunately. Uh, you know, if you don't know anything about exercise nutrition, you know, it, it's going to give you some information. But I've seen very few articles in there that I feel like would be good to recommend to anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, now, it's strictly my opinion, but uh, I, I'm not impressed with Livestrong. <laughs> well, the good thing about you for the whole time that you and I have known each other, when you talk about something, you've done the research. Sometimes you've been the guinea pig, you know, yeah. you've done right. some in-depth research on this stuff. So um, I know I trust you, but to get <laughs> this information out there is important. So where exactly would you like to start today? Okay. Um, well, one of the things I find in, in these different articles uh, about training fasted is that hardly, from what I can tell, hardly anyone of the experts are uh, saying, yeah, I've trained fasted. They don't say anything about, have you actually done it? Have you trained fasted and tried it? And this is what you had happen. You'll get right. that. So what you get is, uh, you know, they're going to come back and say, well, um, it could possibly uh, create problems. So they ramble on about the putting doubt in your mind you probably don't want to do it because I don't think it works. And so you can see this all the time in the media, which is very misleading. They, they do these key words, which we're going to talk about to, you know, lean you to go one way, but unless you've actually done it, you, know, you need to just shut up and not comment. I mean, really, because there's more to it than just what you think is going to happen. And then they're going to refer to, and we're going to get into this article, but they're going to refer to the science, which I just find even more interesting so <laughs> absolutely but so just to be clear by the comments you just made you're saying that you have tried both then correct 
Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, if, if I'm going to talk to anybody about training, I've been through it, okay, with training nutrition. I've tested it on myself. And if I don't know, I'm like, hey, listen, I don't, I haven't really done that. Um, so, but here's what I can tell you based on what I do know. And that's it. I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, yeah, you don't want to do that. And I see this right. a lot with these so-called right. experts, which is just truly amazing to me. So, you know, uh, if, if you're going to listen to somebody and it's going to make these comments, first thing I would say is reply back, you know, like with the YouTube channel or whatever it is and say, mm-hmm. have you actually, have you actually done it? And that's right. what I, I, I would say is calling it out. So that's what I think. Um, and then these are my opinions, but I just don't think that you, if you haven't done it, then you really do not know what you're talking about. So, because you can look at all the science and science is relative because you have to actually do what the science says to see if, how you respond. So uh, I guess I'm a little bit passionate about that today. So, <laughs> well, you know, we see a lot of experts out there across the media, magazines, website articles, and you're yeah. absolutely right. A lot of these so-called experts, they may be educated or may have a lot of information, but, it's just like anything else. If you haven't done it, how can you be an expert? I totally agree with you there. Um, exactly what were some of the suggestions, Armin? Yeah, so again, if you've not done it, so this is what this is what they would say. They're going to comment that if you don't eat before you train based on just some biology, then you're not going to have the kind of energy you need to have a good workout, and you're probably going to tire out much quicker than you should. I mean, okay. oh my God, really? Okay. And of course, they always preface this with the keywords may affect your energy levels or may affect your training, you know, or whatever. But it, they don't come out and say, do not do it because this is what actually happened. They don't say that. Right. No, they say right. it may do that. So, you know, basically they're just telling you out, or out front that, you know, they don't know, but they just want you to eat something just to be safe so you don't jeopardize your training. And, you know, another keyword with that you're going to hear a lot about is it will probably like the, the second question was, it will probably fatigue you faster. Right, right. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of those comments too, uh, you know, old school guys will know it's a CYA comment so that they don't have to deal with any, any type of a repercussion if something they say isn't or doesn't come to fruition, that's what they deal with. Um, I'm curious, Armin, and I probably already know this question, but I'm asking on the benefit of the audience, what are your thoughts on this? All right. Well, first off, here's the thing. Your body stores glucose all day long, especially if you're eating carbs like most people are. You're storing it, okay? So, uh, you know, not being used. And so if you're not using your carbohydrates, and, and which also, you know, if you're not burning fat as well, they're going to be stored. So if that's going on, what do you think you're going to use when you go train? You're going to use the stored carbohydrates that you didn't use the day before or the last time you ate. Right. So that's right. why they're stored and they're stored in different areas. So I just find this whole thing just really stupid. I mean, you're going to store it. And then when you start to exercise, you're going to start burning off the excess glucose. That's the, the glucose that's there. So then you're going to start breaking down muscle. 
And so, uh, you know, even if you're fasted, you're using the stored glucose. Okay. So where is this going to drain you and fatigue you quicker and all that? that that's the thing that just kills right. you. I mean, right. let me just give you, let me give you a more, kind of an extreme example. When a, if a, if you do a bodybuilder prep, prep for a show, okay, that's pretty intense. You're cutting your carbs back and you're trying to lean out because it works. Nobody can debate that. The science is already there. Do you know, it takes, even if you have zero carbs for seven full days, you're still not carb depleted. Okay. So they act like if you don't have some food right before, you're going to be shot in no time. And it's just, it's, it's really ridiculous. I mean, right. Yeah. You're not going to be shot. No, I mean, you're using all the stored stuff you've been eating. So, you know, and then they the say that they probably will fatigue faster. Again, that's not founded on science at all. That's just an assumption because I've right. done it. Your energy levels are fine. So you know, don't be suggesting these things, but that's what people need to be their own advocate and do a little more deeper research because you know, most of the stuff is just not accurate. It's not accurate at all. Again, because they're not even doing it. They're just guessing mm-hmm. on everything. So I, you know, that's my take on it. <laughs> Well, I, I am kind of curious on what examples they gave in the article, Armin. Okay, so another one is, uh, which is a really good one, is like, okay, you've got a chance to lose muscle. Oh, my God, really? You're breaking down muscle in the first place. You know, right. So, I mean, the key, the key word is, again, may lose muscle to, you know, throw that out there so they cover their ass because they don't know, all right? And so if you're training, you're breaking down energy stores and all that, you know, the body is going to, you know, if you do do way too long, like two hours or more, that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a chance you're going to be breaking down so much muscle that you're going to lose muscle. But if you're training for two hours or more, you're wasting your time in the first place. Unless it's an athletic event, that's totally different. We're just talking about training. Okay. Weight training faster. We're not talking about an athletic event or anything like that. So if you're doing that kind of time, training in my opinion you're wasting your time you're absolutely wasting your time and so with that being said i can train as hard as i want for 45 minutes fasted and my strength and physique my strength levels and physique are developing just fine i mean i'm not having any problems Mm -hmm. i mean it's just not that complicated so again i've done it both ways and bottom line is it does not matter so I'm telling you, it does not matter. I'm not <laughs> guessing. I'm not telling you, well, you know, keep this in mind. It doesn't matter. So understand that. Well, I, I am kind of curious. Did they say anything about strength, Armin? Oh, yeah. They, you know, they said because you don't have as, you may not have as much glucose available, your strength levels will go down. You know, that's just, that's just stupid. I mean, it's just an assumption because, you know, they think you're going to deplete too quickly. And that's just BS. I mean, right. how much can you deplete with resistance training in a 45-minute period? I mean, and most people, let's just be honest, okay? Uh, you, you're not, most people aren't training anything like a hardcore bodybuilder or even an athlete. They're just trying to stay right. healthy. So this is so misleading for them. I mean, it really is. Uh, on top of all of this, which is really irritating, is it may put you at risk for injury. Again, another total BS statement. Risk of injury. I'm like, from your food. Oh, let me, let me, 
I mean, what puts people at risk of injury has nothing to do with what they're eating, okay? It's just they're either overextending themselves or they're lifting too much more weight than they need to. Food has nothing to come, nothing to do with getting injured. This is just absolute ridiculousness. So, and I'm being passionate about it because I just get sick and tired of reading this kind of shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, was there anything else in the article that, that, you know, that maybe you would like to allude and make some more comments about? Well, yeah. Okay. So then they go on and they talk about uh, the bottom line. So their bottom line is that uh, it's going to affect your gains if you do not eat eat something or do a pre-workout drink or a snack before you train. I mean, it's just ridiculous to make those kind of statements. Again, obviously, they've never done it because you'd be like, well, you know, I've done it. So it wasn't really a big deal. But no, they haven't done it. They're just making these assumptions and, and guiding people to agree with, you know, do it because of these reasons. They're just playing out what well, could do this to you. And right, so, right. And I, again, I've done it all kinds of ways and it's not a difference maker at all. It's just, and of course, these are my opinions, but I'm just telling you what I, what I see. Um, and so if you, if you need to reload with a meal, which can have some carbs in it, but you, you, your protein is more important than anything else. Okay. To start the rebuilding process, not having these carbs before you train it, you know, Again, you're just breaking down muscle in the first place, and you're getting rid of stored energy. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, that's the way it is on a lot of the articles that you find, even on the reputable uh, sources or so-called reputable sources. Yeah, there's so a lot of misinformation being slung around. Uh, was there any other things that you read in the article that you'd like to address on top of this? Okay, so the other thing I just kind of was like really surprised by as well. The, the, so they, they start to finish up the article with, you know, that, you know, also fasting is starting to fall out of favor because of these concerns. <laughs> wow. How can you even, how would you even know how to quantify that? I mean, really? So again, it's just a bullshit statement. And so, the, the you know, to me, the reality is that most people are still eating too much. They have more stored glucose than they're ever going to get rid of or probably use, period. And, you know, 99% of these people are not training to, again, to be a bodybuilder or an athlete at all. Okay. Right. So, in my opinion, right. people are going to be just fine training fasted and they're going to get all the results they need uh, and, and that they're looking for. Okay. Right. So, and again, I've been doing this for years and I have great energy, strength. I get a solid pump. And if you don't get a pump, that's a different sign. Okay. But I'm getting a solid pump. And and most of all, I haven't had an injury due to fatigue or anything else. Go figure. No injuries. So it's, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's this is especially true for people that they're trying to lose body fat, but they're following this kind of advice. It's just not going to help them. It, again, it's just misleading because they don't have the energy to get the results. It, it's just horseshit. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. So, anything else from this article, Armin? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of kind of excited about it today, I guess. But um, <laughs> I, I'm just going to say people need to stop following this different advice, okay? Because it's, it's misleading and it's not helping them all. Right. Uh, you need to seek knowledge from people who are actually doing what they recommend 
And again, they show the results by doing so. You know, practice what you preach and it should show up, right? If it's actually working. So, I mean, I just don't recommend following Livestrong or anything that's not helpful. Any of these articles that aren't helpful, it's just a waste of time. I, I'm just surprised they don't do any 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 more than they do just to, to, to dial down in on what information they're putting out there. But they don't care. They're just mm-hmm. trying to sell ads. It's about selling ads. Gotcha. And so that's what they do. And that's their focus. It's just a shame because, you know, it's not helping people. Right. Well, I think the fasting is great. Uh, it's helped me tremendously. And uh, I, I, I really think it's something that everybody should try to implement, even if it's for one day a week. Um, it's good for your mind. It's good for your system. And you'll find that your nutrition plan, I don't know, I thought is more effective when you fast than when you don't. It's just my thought process. Um, well, you, you, but, you, uh, you with know. that being said, Frank, you can't con- con- can't chronically have food coming into the system all the time and not get right. things going wrong, okay? It's hard on the digestive tract. You need to let that thing clear out by giving the system a break. And But if you're eating four and five meals a day consistently every single day, you know, the, the body's not getting a break. And then you're overloading right. the system with nutrients you can't even figure out what to do with. It's, it's just it's yeah. wrong on so many levels. So, again, that's uh, my emotionally uh, talk, self-talk in there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great segment, Armin, a lot of great information. And, again, it's just something that you have tried and you've been through the process on both sides. And you know what's true and what's not. And uh, we appreciate you sharing all that great info with us. All right, no problem. (laughs) All right, guys, stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition. Arm and I will be right back. Check out nspnutrition.com. NSP Nutrition produces the highest quality naturally sourced supplements on the planet. NSP Nutrition has the products to help you achieve any of your fitness goals guaranteed. NSP Nutrition, high quality, all natural. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. Hey, I'm Frank Mills. And hey, just to let you know, uh, you know, I know you always see the commercial on the YouTube side or you hear the commercial on the podcast side, but uh, it's pretty interesting stuff happening over at NSPNutrition.com. It's Men Health Month and you yeah. get 20, you get 20% off selected supplements and 30% off all digital books right now. So mm-hmm. if you've been having your eye on one of the Vince Garanda workout plans or nutrition plans, now's the time to act. You get a great deal. And, uh, you know, it's exciting when NSP offers these types of deals, isn't it, Armin? Well, I'm tr- trying to help people and just to get, you know, get started, and, you know, that they've been on the fence, they can make that decision and, and move forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, check it out today, nspnutrition.com. All right, so let's get on to the fan questions. Um, This is a pretty great question, and I'm even more impressed by who's asking it. Uh, This gentleman's name is Edgar. He's 82 years old, watches our show. He lives in Orlando. Oh, wow. And Edgar says that uh, he makes it a point every day to stay active. He -hmm. said he doesn't have all of the ability to go and do a 45 minute workout like we've suggested at times. But he says, the thing that I try to do, I work out with my dumbbells Mm -hmm. at home. Uh, I do stretching. 
Uh, I stay active. He mm-hmm. rides his bike. He plays some shuffleboard. At 82, I'm so impressed. And uh, he's doing a lot of things, but he had a great question for us, Armin, on the nutrition side of things. Okay. Now, he has implemented a great nutrition plan about two years ago. High protein, lots of vegetables, limited fruits, no mm-hmm. processed food. Perfect. He's lost about 45 pounds. Oh, wow. And he's okay. in terrific shape. His doctor loves his blood work, right? He, he's yeah. very happy with everything. But he wanted us to go over what happens to your body when you intake sugar or when you intake too much carbs that turns into sugar. Can you do that for Edgar? Well, what happens is when you know, any carbohydrates you eat that cannot be stored as glucose will convert to sugar and then be stored as fat. Uh, later on. So that's one of the problems with so many carbohydrates, because that's what your insulin is doing is taking the carbohydrate and converting it to glucose. And if that can't be put, put where it needs to be, then it's going to be converted to sugar and it's going to be stored as fat. So I mean, in a nutshell. So uh, that's just how it works when you're eating those types of foods. So, uh, you know, sugar, when you first eat it, it's going to be stored again, that's a quicker storage into the muscles. Um, uh, but it depends on what kind of sugar it is. So you have glucose, you have fructose. And fructose is a little bit, it's, it's, it's different than glucose. So glucose is designed to go right to the muscle. Fructose can go anywhere. So it can oh, get into wow. capillaries and things. And that's what damages capillaries, which affects the sensitivity of your, your feet and your, your, your hands and your feet and your fingers and stuff like that. Because um, that's what diabetes does. These, um, the sugar gets in there and starts killing the capillaries. And then really that's when you get my, you know, uh, the, um, uh, what do you call it? It's a, I'll tell you in a minute, but it's from the diabetes. Okay. It, it affects your sensitivity. So you get this tingling feeling mm-hmm. and that's really not good. So I'm not sure how much more I can help him. I would, I would just say, you know, monitoring your carbohydrate and sugar intake, which helps monitor your glucose or your uh, insulin is really important because you want to keep your insulin down uh, and, and manage because you don't want to start having insulin resistance. So keeping insulin elevated by having carbohydrates and sugars all the time is what causes insulin resistance. It sounds like he's on target with it. So mm-hmm. his other question too was was when you intake sugar because you know sometimes you're at an event or something like that and you decide that you're going to do that. What yeah. is the timetable basically? It doesn't have to be exact, but a timetable of when you intake sugar to where it stops burning fat, how long is that time period before you can start to burn fat again? How long oh, okay. does it take well, that sugar to process? So here's, here's an easier way to manage that. So okay. if you have, typically, if you have five grams or more of carbohydrate, no matter what it is, uh, it's going to cause insulin to come up and elevate to help process that carbohydrate. So if it's only okay. five grams, it's going to process it pretty quick and drop back down. But so if you have 30, 40 grams of carbohydrate, then you're going to need more insulin to process those carbohydrates. So just focus on your minimum carbohydrate to stimulate insulin to respond is five grams or more. Okay. Okay. Five grams or more. Okay. Yeah. Well, Edgar, I hope that helps you out. And congratulations, man. I, I, I think that's some terrific example yeah. of what we should be doing. So, uh, yeah, that's 
And, well, he's doing and, good uh, what he's doing. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's a good a- longevity absolutely. strategy. Mm-hmm. Well, and a great question because a lot of people get confused when it comes to intaking sugar that it does turn off your fat burning option for your body. And, yeah. and um, you know, and then you wonder why your nutrition plan is not working. You put some sugar in your coffee, you have a soda at lunch and you have a piece of chocolate cake at night. And then you wonder why you're not losing weight, you're not you allowing go. your body to burn fat, right? Yeah, I just I just get amazed though by the calorie counting people. Well, you just gotta manage your calories and that'll burn the fat. And that's just so wrong on so many levels. You know, it just doesn't Absolutely. work that way. And there's plenty of science to validate it, but whatever. Just, again, be your own advocate in that area. Yeah. Well, excellent question, Edgar. Thank you so much. We yeah, appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. Next question. You had talked about Armin in a show, and I don't know which uh show it is because we're here on what show 87 today, which is yeah, mind boggling, right? Close to that hundred mark. Yeah. Kind of crazy. But we had done a show uh, talking about when you work out with weights, yeah. the top or the proper type of footwear. And we got a couple of different emails, one from Melissa and we no, got no. another one from Joshua. Joshua is up in New York. Uh, Melissa doesn't say where she's from. But they were asking about if if you're going to weight train, you're mm-hmm. going to the gym. Uh, they knew not to use a type of a running shoe because it was too yeah. foamy and didn't yeah. offer. Uh, well, maybe it offered too much support, maybe not enough. But no, that, that doesn't offer enough. You know, because the running shoe okay. is designed to go forward. And that's the okay. Point. So when you do anything side to side, or if you got a heavy weight. The, the shoe squ- squashes down too because it's mm-hmm. a softer sole. Gotcha. Okay. So what their questions are is both asking the same thing. When it comes to footwear for going to the gym, yeah. is there a brand or a style or a model that they should look for? Oh. And what should they purchase? Yeah, I would recommend a cross training shoe. And all that means is the heel is firmer and it allows for side-to-side movement. So if you move side-to-side, side, the shoe is going to uh, you know, stay with your foot the right way and not uh, get stretched out. Like if you use a running shoe and you start going side-to-side, side, it starts to stretch the shoe out, and your feet start sliding around in the shoe, which isn't that's not effective. Right. So you want the shoe to fit firmly and have a firm enough heel so that it doesn't squash down if you're going to do leg presses or squats and stuff because if you're using weight and you, you're doing that, and it starts to squash down, it's going to cause your foot to move in the shoe. Again, right. that's not what you want. Right. And if you do use a running shoe, you can use it for a short period of time, but it's going to it's going to stretch out the shoe. I, I've already been there and done it. So the only thing I will say is this. If you do like running shoes, they're great for calf work. I mean, they're, they're solid for calf work, but you can get good calf work with a good cross-training shoe. Okay. So I like a cross-training shoe, and there's, there's different brands. And the thing is, there's not one brand that I can say is going to be better. Um, just because of the way they're designed and how they fit your foot. So the brands that work well for me uh, is typically Adidas. Uh, for whatever reason, when I, I that brand fits my foot properly, and they, they make a cross-training. They have different versions of it. And mm-hmm. I've, I've had good results with that particular brand, and they hold up really well. Um, if you're trained a lot, you typically want to replace your shoes probably about every six months. Again, the indicator of changing shoes is if your feet start to move in the shoe, You've stretched it out too much. 
So you got two options, either replace the shoe or use heavier socks to keep your foot tight in the shoe because the, the right. leather or the material stretching too much. Correct. Correct. Awesome. Well, I, I would also suggest this is to do some review work oh, yeah. on shoes and try to kind of narrow it down to a top three brands and then go to wherever you can go to try those shoes on and see how they fit your feet. Because uh, the one thing that I know, whether you're working or working out or running or whatever you're doing, if you don't have on the proper shoe, it is miserable having your feet hurt. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, that being said, one of the tip I do want to say, and I've learned this from working with a lot of clients is I've had clients that were training and did really great and then got new shoes. And all of a sudden now they got knee problems. And they're having ankle problems. And so I'm like, huh. I mean, because they had no problem with all the movements we were doing. But when they got their new shoes, then it became a problem. So then once they got rid of the shoe and changed it back to the same one, that went away. So that's another thing to keep in mind. If you start having you know, injuries out of nowhere with the new footwork you're using, the new shoes, right? they're not the ones for you. You need to get rid of them or take them back. So uh, that's what you want to look out for. Very interesting. Okay, Armin, uh, another great show, uh, a lot of great information. And, you know, I can't stress enough just for the questions that we got today. Yeah, good if, question. If, if, if anybody in our audience has a topic suggestion, has yeah. a question about something that, that's happening in their life, in their family's life, friend, anything that Armin and I can answer or do to bring that question on the show it not only helps you but it helps everybody who watches or hears our show on the podcast and yep. that's why we do this right armin exactly and again if they get a good takeaway and it helps them great okay uh, that's just trying to be supportive of them helping to achieve their goals so please get those topics or questions to us you can do that by scanning the qr code on the screen you can also comment directly right under on the YouTube show itself that you're watching. Or if you're on a podcast and you're listening, you can send an email to support at nspnutrition.com. And we look forward to getting those topics and questions. Again, another great show, Armin. We definitely appreciate all the hard work that you do, man. Thank you. All right. Well, hopefully some people got some help with that one. So who knows? All right. Join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP Show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP Show at the checkout. Catch you next time.